Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Each week, we talk with DEP experts about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. So that you'll never miss one of our podcasts, please subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. May is Historic Preservation Month, and to celebrate, we are joined by Kate Markopole of DEP's Historic Preservation Office. Our Historic Preservation Office works to preserve, protect, and promote New Jersey's historic resources. And we've got a lot here in New Jersey. Geographically, we're a compact state, but we have more history probably than any other three states put together. At least, I'm probably underestimating with that estimate. And we are so glad to have Kate here with us to talk about the work that she does to make sure that our state's great history is preserved for future generations so they can know about all of the important events and important people who have lived in New Jersey, made New Jersey home, and who have helped shape the course of this nation and really the world for several hundred years already and for many hundred years to come, I'm sure. So, Kate, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, tell me, what, what do you do in the Historic Preservation Office? I mean, it sounds like the title is pretty obvious, Preserve History, but how exactly do you go about that? Well, the Historic Preservation Office administers the Federal Historic Preservation Program on behalf of New Jersey. So we have various program areas within the Historic Preservation Office. We do review and compliance work, so we look at federal projects that are receiving federal funding, permitting, or licensing to help federal agencies consider the effect of their on historic resources. You know, we also review permit applications received by the Department of Environmental Protection by Land Use Regulation Program. You know, we also review projects under the New Jersey Register of Historic Places Act. So that's the review and compliance piece of it. We also administer the National Register Program on behalf of New Jersey. And so that is you know, the process by which historic properties are identified and nominated to the National Register of Historic Places uh, because they meet one of the four National Register criteria. We also review federal rehabilitation tax credit program projects. So those are projects that usually are proposed by real estate developers. They have an interest in rehabilitating historic properties. And if they rehabilitate a historic property in accordance with federal standards, they could qualify for a 20% federal tax credit. And so Historic Preservation Office staff act as a liaison and in a technical assistance capacity to help developers ensure that their projects meet the standards so that when it is forwarded on to the National Park Service, 
they can qualify to receive the tax credit. We also are responsible for surveying and inventorying historic properties throughout the state of New Jersey. And so, uh, you know, we have a survey program where, you know, we are working with communities to survey properties within their jurisdictions. Uh, we maintain all that data in a database and in our GIS system and make that available to the public. And then we also have a few covenants and easements that we monitor on historic properties in various locations throughout the state and also provide technical assistance and outreach to communities, to members of the public. And then uh, lastly, we administer the Certified Local Government Program, which is a program that was established by the National Historic Preservation Act and local governments meeting certain requirements set forth by the uh, National Park Service can be certified as a certified local government and that makes them eligible to apply for grant funds that we have every year. So you must have people with a lot of different specialties in office, not only historians, but people who understand architecture and planning and things like that. So at the present time, our staff is comprised of archaeologists, we have architectural historians. Uh, we also have historians as well. Some of the architectural historians in the office have studied things like materials conservation so that they can advise people who are calling in and wondering about best practices for mortar mix that they might use on their historic buildings or best practices for repair and rehabilitation of other elements of historic structures. And then we also, we have a GIS person on staff who kind of is the, the mastermind behind organizing our historic property inventory. So preserving history is, is a lot more involved than just saying, oh, this place was historic, we ought to preserve it. It can be. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with the term we use, historic properties, and if, if everybody's really familiar with what that means. But when we use the term historic properties, it means historic buildings, historic structures, like for example, bridges, uh, historic sites, which could be archeological sites or uh, battlefield locations. It could be objects, which could be fountains. In New Jersey, we have several fountains that are listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And then we also mean historic districts, which would be collections or groupings of either buildings, structures, sites, or objects. I uh, grew up in one of those historic districts up in Radburn in Burden County. Yes. And my brother is raising his children in the same house that we grew up in. So he's got his fourth generation in that historic community, and it's a, a wonderful place. And uh, I know there are other historic places all around the state. But having lived in a historic community, I think it really gives, it's not just a question of age, because, you know, Radburn's not even 100 years old yet. But there was another element to that community that makes it historic, and that was the concept of how the community was planned and laid out that made that a, a historic place. So just because something's old doesn't make it historic, and just because something isn't that old doesn't mean it can't be historic. Is that right? That's very true. So when we look at whether something is, in fact, a historic property, we use the National Register criteria. And so uh, under those criteria, a property should be at least 50 years old, and then it has to fall into one of four criteria, and they are labeled criteria A, B, C, and D. So criteria A would be for properties that are have a significant association or associated with the broad patterns of our history. 
So for example, you have a, a historic property like Monmouth Battlefield, you know, associated with the Battle of Monmouth. So that historic property is significant for that reason. Then you also have Criterion B for properties that are significant for their association with a person important in our history. And for those uh, particular types of historic properties, we have, uh, there's the Stephen Crane House in New Jersey. We also have... He's the author of Red Badge of Courage. That is correct. Walt Whitman House would be another example of a property that is significant for its association with an important figure in history. And then Criterion C applies to properties that embody the distinctive characteristics of a type, period, or method of construction, or represent the work of a master, or a collection of properties whose collectively, so it applies to historic districts. So, you know, examples of properties eligible under Criterion C would be Radburn Historic District. Mm -hmm. That historic district is also, I believe, eligible under Criterion A because it's associated with community planning and the way that the community was laid out. Mm. You know, other examples of properties that are significant under Criterion C would be Lucy the Margate Elephant. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly a unique property type in New Jersey. And then lastly, we have Criterion D, which are properties that have the potential to contain information important in history or prehistory. And that's the criteria that's most often applied to archaeological sites. So, you know, looking at archaeological deposits and understanding whether they have the potential to tell us something about the past uh, that we didn't know before. You know, so that's the kind of information or, or how we evaluate archaeological So sites. literally D would be a place where you could literally unearth history. Absolutely. Yeah, see, there's one of my terrible puns that we'll probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it important that we preserve this history, not only for ourselves, but for the future? Well, you know, these historic places that we work hard to identify and to preserve are the physical embodiment of our history. They represent who we are as a people. They represent our collective past. And I think there are lots of lessons that can be drawn from studying the past that are very relevant today. And so, you know, for that reason, I think it's important that we keep these physical reminders on the landscape so that we can continue to learn from our past and become better in the future. And I think also in terms of learning, one of the important things of learning from the past is also trying not to repeat the mistakes of the past as well. And some of our historical sites can probably tell us about that as well. Absolutely. I think think particularly of the Botto House up in Patterson. I visited there some years ago with my in-laws, and you'll wonder why, who cares about that? Well, my wife's family is descended from a man named John Ryle, who's considered to be the father of the silk industry in Mm -hmm. the United States. Uh, in the 19th century, as I've looked through some of the archives of his papers, he has to be described as a robber baron. There's no doubt about it. Did not treat his employees particularly well. And it was that sort of attitude that led to the American labor movement, which really got its start in many ways in Patterson. And that Botto House is is where uh, one of the leaders of that movement lived. And it was funny, when we when we were there during some historic celebration, a descendant of Mr. Botto and a descendant of Mr. Ryle, both in the kitchen of the Botto house. And the descendant of Botto said, 
whoever would have thought that one of John Ryle's descendants would be in the house of a common laborer in Patterson. <laughs> so it, I think it was good in terms of illustrating that the way that employers and, and owners treated workers back in, in the 19th century and, and earlier is something we need to make sure we don't repeat. Absolutely. So let's move on. Recently, you awarded some of the New Jersey Historic Preservation Awards. Who were some of the recipients of those awards? Well, there were six Historic Preservation Awards this year, and we want to recognize both exceptional projects, but also the exceptional endeavors and contributions that are made by individuals and groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, both locally and a regional level. So this year, our preservation awards went to the Bayada headquarters. They rehabilitated the interior of a building in Moorestown, New Jersey, and did a lovely job. We awarded the Dutch Barn Reconstruction at Rockingham. You know, it was a reconstruction of a Dutch barn, which is a rapidly disappearing property type from the landscape. And the way that that project was undertaken, I think the the awards jury was impressed by, you know, how it had value for interpretation of the site. Um, And also, you know, while there were certain components that had to be reconstructed because the original historic fabric did not survive, the reconstruction was successful in that you could easily distinguish the mm. old from the new and understand what the historic material was versus the new material that had been added. We also gave an award for the Journey Through Jersey website, and that's a website that features historic properties across New Jersey and provides information to people who may be interested in visiting those many historic properties in New Jersey. The properties are organized both by theme but also by geographic location so that it helps people who are planning visits to the state of New Jersey to plan their itineraries. We also awarded, it's really a community effort. So the, the project was titled The Restoration of the Woodwild Park Horse Trough. So this was in Metuchen, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the community really came together and held this community art event to be able to raise money to fund the restoration of this horse trough that was in one of their public parks. And so we really wanted to recognize that collaborative effort that the community engaged in to accomplish that wonderful preservation project. And then uh, lastly, we awarded the interpretation of the Sarah B. Jordan Boarding House. And this was a boarding house that once existed in Edison, and it was specifically used by uh, workers who were employed at Edison's laboratory. And the building itself was moved to Dearborn, Michigan. And so we have this seemingly empty piece of land and it was actually uh, this gentleman by the name of Steven Zaderbaum it was his Eagle Scout project to come in he worked with archaeologists he worked with historians to come up with an interpretive sign for the site and then also physically outline where the boarding house once stood so that people who are visiting the Edison Tower across the street could then come across the street and understand the boarding house that once stood that supported the laboratory. I think it's amazing in in several of the descriptions you just gave us of the award recipients, and, and I guess this is probably true broadly, so many of the efforts to preserve a historic site or property really kind of bubble up from the ground up. They're kind of grassroots efforts, aren't they? Absolutely. And it's always 
inspiring to see the great work that's being done by citizens and uh, groups all around the state of New Jersey. The Historic Preservation Awards each year are this opportunity that the Historic Preservation Office gets to be able to see the work that maybe happens outside of our sphere. And it's really a very uplifting ceremony and celebration. It's really a great example of a public-private partnership in a way, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's great. Now, Kate, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into this field? Well, actually, my background, I am trained as an archaeologist. And so, uh, you know, I think I wanted to be an archaeologist since I was in third grade when, you know, I my one of my teachers in elementary school had us do a mock archaeological dig in the backyard of the elementary school. And so, you know, I pursued that degree of study. And when I was in graduate school, I heard of an opportunity for an internship in the Historic Preservation Office and applied for that internship opportunity. And I have been with the DEP in the Historic Preservation Office ever since. That's great. Now, this might be an unfair question. It's like asking a parent which of their children is their favorite of all the historic sites in New Jersey, do you have a favorite? Oh my goodness. I don't think I could possibly name a favorite. There's so many interesting historic sites across the state of New Jersey. And, you know, every day I have the opportunity to learn about new and interesting properties and places that, you know, come to us through one means or another. So I don't think I could possibly name one. Well, I said it was an unfair question, so I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's no doubt that this state is so rich in history, uh, and not just uh, history of the past couple of years, but going back thousands of years with the Lenni Lenape Indians and other tribes that made their home here and and uh, have really been in, you know, New Jersey's been settled for 10,000 years probably or longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How far back do we have we found evidence of human settlement? Well, I think we would say it's at least 11,000 At least 11,000. Okay. So history stretching back 11,000 years and up almost to the current day, because this is a, a dynamic state that has seen and participated in and shaped so much of the history of our country and this continent, really. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a sacred duty you have, don't you think? Well, I certainly, I, I think I, as well as uh, my staff, you know, feel... A very real responsibility to you know do the best that we can every day to try to protect the places that matter to people. Well that's great. Is there a place on the web where people can go to find out more information about the work that the Historic Preservation Office does? Yes absolutely. So we have a website at www.nj.gov dep hpo. And we have a link to that site on the description of this podcast. And what sort of information can people expect to find on your website? Well, people can find information about how you would conduct an architectural or an archaeological survey, what the appropriate standards to use. They could find out information about how to nominate a property to the New Jersey and National Registers of Historic Places. They can find out how to become a certified local government. They can also find out about what are the historic places or the historic properties in New Jersey that have been identified as significant. So those would be properties that are listed on the National Register of Historic Places, the New Jersey Register of Historic Places, or that have been determined eligible for listing. 
That's great. Well, I think as Historic Preservation Month starts to come to a close, it's important that people take advantage of the opportunities that you have in this state to learn more about our history, to go out and actually see these places where history was made, learn about the people who made the history. And it gives people, I think, a, a renewed sense of appreciation for the role that this state has played in the history of our country. And also gives us, I think, I always find myself inspired for the future to see some of the obstacles that people in the past overcame to do great things and to really leave a mark. And I think that any visit to a historic site is one that really not only is good for the historic site because spreading knowledge about these things is important, but also is good for the individual because it kind of broadens our horizons, reminds us that there were those who came before us, but also that there are those who are going to be coming after us and are going to be looking back at our time and wondering what we did to make a contribution to the ongoing story of the state of New Jersey. Absolutely. So, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. You must be so busy with all the stuff you described you're doing. So we appreciate your taking some time out to talk to us about the work of the Historic Preservation Office and to help us celebrate here at Discover DEP Historic Preservation Month in New Jersey. Thanks so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.